Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Let's talk about one of the big stories which I find incredible. Incredible in that not that we're surprised by it, but that it received so little attention. And that is the findings of a Hamas headquarter under the UNRWA organization's offices. World media seems largely to have ignored it. James Sinkinson, we speak to him fairly regularly. He's the president of Fact and Logic about the Middle East. Flame, a very good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good morning to you, Howard. All's good. All's good. And uh, congratulations on your trip to Israel. That sounds exciting. We will welcome you. Thank Open you very arms. much. I have to say I am a little apprehensive because I know that we'll be meeting with families of hostages. We'll be seeing things that that is a pretty, pretty raw uh, amount of pain and and quite stark. You know, even covering this very, very closely as I have done, there's the distance of geography that that does make make a difference, whether we like to acknowledge that or not. The I don't know how it'll feel to be there. Yes, I'm sure it'll be very intense. I had the privilege of, of visiting the Eras Crossing, at, which is very close to that part of Israel, and also had lunch in the Kibbutz Alumim, which was one of the attacked mm. areas. And... Uh, just starting to recover, uh, but I also had a very close experience because of that prior to the October 7th invasion and massacre. Mm, mm. It's, uh, it's, uh, but it'll be obviously hopefully very meaningful. In fact, I don't doubt it. Let's talk about UNRWA. There, there's certainly no surprise to those of us who have been close to the story that underneath the UNRWA headquarters was a unequivocal proof that Hamas was using the electricity, was using the space for their headquarters. Tell us about this. Yes. Uh, as you say, it was, in a way, it was no surprise, but um, I think it goes deeper than just uh, using uh, or, or going underneath UNRWA facilities or putting their uh, facilities near the UNRWA schools uh, as a way of Again, human using human shields and uh, sensitive hiding behind sensitive areas. But the more we have learned about UNRWA, the more we see that it really is uh, heavily uh, staffed by Hamas members. So at least uh, 10% of uh, UNRWA staff seem to be connected with uh, Hamas or uh, Islamic Jihad. And in fact, Hamas seems to. Uh, command a great part of the UNRWA budget. Uh, some Gazans have called it a $1 billion subsidiary of Hamas. So the, the, uh, the, in some ways, the organizations are indistinguishable. Yeah. Why do you think it is that, that this received so little attention? This should have been a massive massive story but try as israel did to get the information out there the response was tepid at best yes um i was just uh, reviewing some of the coverage uh the wall street journal as usual did a pretty good job mm -hmm. of covering it and they had a, a reporter down in the tunnels and in the the server farm rooms underneath the unra uh, computer room 
and uh, did a pretty good job of reporting it. But the Wall Street, the uh, New York Times buried the story uh, in down in the 17th paragraph of their uh, article. And uh, the I think the answer to your question is that there is just a political uh, a political line that a lot of these uh, progressive media uh, hold on to. And part of that progressive line is that the UN can do no harm. The UN is absolutely necessary. It's part of a universalist, uh, anti-nationalist uh, bias that a lot of these media have. And when they see their precious United Nations being attacked, uh, they are quick to defend it, or at least uh, in this case, kind of bury the news, the bad news about, uh, in this case, the uh, the, the uh, Refugee Welfare and Relief uh, Agency. The fact that it hasn't been covered to the extent that it should, will that actually make a difference? Surely when it comes down to a discussion or, or a discussion around accountability, that's when this is relevant, not how it's perceived or, or reported in the press. Well, yes, and um, you know that accountability problem goes all the way back to uh, UNRWA's uh, initial charter, which mm. was to resettle refugees. They started out with 700,000 back in 1950, and uh, that number has ballooned to seven million. Uh, and where did those refugees come from? Well, only Palestinians are defined according to UNRWA as not just the actual refugees, but the children and grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren right. right. of those refugees uh, without end. So that seven million no number will continue to grow. Um, so UNRWA has basically just created a self-perpetuating agency and has never resettled a single refugee. So, so the the fact that UNRWA itself, as an organisation, uh, has shown itself to be—I'm going to use the word compromised—but it's way more, more than that. Does that impact things like the the status of the Palestinian refugees, or does it really just impact the organisation and the United Nations themselves? Well, it, uh, as as we were discussing earlier, UNRWA is part and parcel of the Palestinian movement. And it, it uh, philosophically and politically supports the goals of Hamas and of the Palestinian Authority, and which is the uh, destruction or dismantling mm. of the state of Israel, and also the killing killing of Jews. I mean, the the even the Palis Palestinian Authority pays pays for slay. Uh, terrorists receive money for that, and UNRWA uh, teaches this philosophy in its schools and it supports it in the very fabric of we can call it humanitarian aid mm. but really what it is, is support for the destruction of israel that's no what UNRWA stands absolutely right we do need to leave it there it is about to go nine o'clock james sinkinson thank you as always president of fact and logic about the middle east uh,